Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Josh Scanlon podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel, my friends. Today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, which is the expenditures that retirees have once they hit a certain age. And I'm going to show you exactly what I'm talking about by using Bureau of Labor Statistics. The reason why this is near and dear to my heart is because everyone focuses on health expenditures. In fact, just yesterday, a guy I follow uh, forwarded an article that Fidelity puts out annual. They do this annual survey about health expenditures in retirement. And the threshold or the uh, the basis is that you need, two, in this case, 280000 in order to meet the health expenditures you're going to have in retirement. And that's after Medicare kicks in. That doesn't include over you know, prescription drugs and all that. That's just your co-pays, whatever health insurance coverage that doesn't kick in, your out-of-pocket expenses and things of that nature. And that gets a lot of attention. And actually, that article drives you up the wall because they're saying essentially, oh, my goodness, you better be careful. You need $280,000 of health care of money to cover health care. Thus, you better invest it with us. And we can get a fee on that, of course. They don't actually say that, but the implication is, is quite, you know, is quite, uh, what the word I'm looking for, conspicuous. Anyway, so at the end of the day, the question that, that I always ask when I saw this, huh, if I need $280,000 of health care, the money to cover health care, well, what would I need for other things like housing, transportation, food, and things of that nature? Because the insinuation in this article is health care is going to make you go to the poorhouse if you don't have that $280,000. And... It, because we hear this all the time that the exploding healthcare costs, exploding healthcare costs. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to in my career. That's their biggest worry. They worry sick about being a cat woman. And I, and I say, don't worry about that. And it just, it's, it's, it's bad. And so what I want to show you is the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics Studies. And these guys, like, I love the BLS because they do studies that's easy to read. And uh, what we look at is a closer look at expending patterns of older Americans. And this was, uh, I think this was dated. I'm not even sure. Does it give us a date on this? Uh, they updated. So let's see. I think it was 2016. Well, they're using numbers from 2014, as you can see there. But anyway, so let me show you what I'm talking about here. So I'm going to show you, go down here first and foremost, the average expenditures by age of reference person. And this is a consumer expenditure survey from 2014. All right, so the total average expenditures for ages 55 and older, they break it down in three quadrants here. I don't know if it's a quadrant, tridents, I'm not sure what you call that, but three subject, uh, I guess, unique age categories. But let's just use age 55 and older. Total annual expenditures are 49,000. If you're 55 to 64, it's 56,000. And you can see here is 49,000 and it's 36,000. Again, going back to the studies that show you that as you age, you spend less. Uh, there's lots of studies now on this that confirm that. I, I think the, uh, the, the idea of spending less and hit as you get older is starting to become actually a planning scenario that most people agree to. And you know, one of the things you might say was the reason they're spending less because they run out of money. 
Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. That's that's a hypothesis for sure. I'd like to see that proven. I, I, I don't buy it for two seconds, but it could be. It could be proven. I changed my my mind for sure, but I, I don't I don't buy that at all. Just my own experience with people I know who have gone through these mechanisms. I've seen this happen part and parcel. So I think this is true. Now, what are people spending their money on? Well, here, food, if you're over 55, the mean is the average. Okay, so that's just the average. The average might be a little bit skewed because some people could be spending a million dollars on food. Some people spending zero on food and your average is 500,000. Well, that's <laughs> that doesn't tell you much uh, because the averages, you know, the, the thresholds can be so, so varied. But it's what we're using. So $6,000 of their income is spent on food. And as you get to 75 and older, uh, $4,300 or 12%. This is actually what's more important. Look at that. The, the expenditures on food average about 12% each and every age bracket. 12%, 12%, about 13% and 12%. Isn't that interesting? Here's the big one. What's your average expenditure on housing? 33% if you're over 55 and above. 33% for everybody. 32% if you're 55 to 64, 32, 36.5% if you're over 75. Isn't that interesting? So just remember that. Housing and food account, if you're over 75, almost half of your total expenditures. Do we see any studies, though, that say you need X amount of dollars for housing, X amount of dollars for food? No, we just see it about healthcare. But let's look at this, transportation. 16% of your, of your total expenses are spent on transportation if you're 55 and older. 16 and a half if you're 55 to 64. 17% if you're over the age of 65. And then if you're over the age of 75, 14%. So between transportation, housing, and food, we have, what's that, 60, almost six, about two-thirds of your total expenditures go to those two, three things right there. Interesting, isn't it? Now let's go down. Here's healthcare. The average for all people, expenditures for healthcare for all people age 55 and older is 11.1%. 8.8% if you're 55 to 64. 12.2% if you're 65 to 74 and 15 and a half if you're over 75. So until we get to 75%, healthcare is the fourth largest expenditure because housing, food and even transportation are higher and housing significantly higher than healthcare. Once we get to 75 and older, basically food and healthcare are roughly the same, not quite. Healthcare is a little bit higher, but still it's not within spitting distance of housing. So what I said in my post on LinkedIn, I said, huh, if we need 280,000 for healthcare, then retirees need 840,000 was it 840? Yeah, 840,000 for healthcare. I mean, for housing. How come Fidelity doesn't do a study on that? And the reason is would be obvious because it's stupid to take a, an annual expenditure that you're going to need each and every year and lump sum it into one fell swoop today that you need this much money to essentially survive. Because if they did it for housing, people say that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get that, but people just say, well, forget this. I'm never going to make it. I'm just going to go have fun today and let, you know, be damned what happens to me later. And we all know that. And so that's what drives me up the wall. It's like, look, and even expenditures in healthcare drop when you're 55 to 64 than when on average. So they, they drop, I mean, they don't drop, but they're, they're lower as they've ever been. And that's before you're on Medicare. Then you hit Medicare is 12.2, then you're 15.6. Even down here, look at this. Other is 13.7. 
Uh, other includes cash contributions, alcohol, tobacco, personal care products and services. So you can see all that. But at the end of the day, the vast majority of your consumption is of your expenditures, I should say, of which are your consumption, are going to housing. The vast majority, a third of every dollar that you have is going to housing, which is why I'm telling people don't have a mortgage. In fact, let's see if I can remember down here some good notes down here. And I'm not sure I can build uh, housing was the greatest expense expense and average dollar amount and that shares household budget for older households. Housing expenses declined with the age of the reference person and accompanying increase in proportion of households without mortgage debt. Whether this pattern will continue is unclear, but one explanation is that the data from the study of consumer expenditures show that the proportion of families with heads 55 or older with housing debt increased steadily, increased steadily from 24% to 42%. This increase was more pronounced with families with heads aged 65 to 74 and 75 and older. So while it says healthcare spending increased with the age of the reference person, spending on clothing and transportation and contributions for pension and social security decreased with the age of the reference person. The latter three categories are considered work-related expenses that should decrease with the decline in number of earnings on the households. So basically what they're saying is yes, healthcare did go up, but that's not a big issue. Right here is a big issue. Housing debt increased steadily from 24% to 42% for people ages 65 and above. Don't let that be you. And the, that, is that, does that happen to agree with the issue of what you're spending your housing on, your, your expenditures on, which is 36.5% on housing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let me show you part two of this. This is pretty interesting. Number of consumer units and oh, is uh, consumer unit char characteristics. Uh, wait, is, is that what I want? Yeah, uh, pre-tax income. That's what I want to talk about. Consumer unit unit characteristics. Pre-tax income for age groups. Again, eighty-five, age fifty-five and older. Pre-tax income is fifty-five thousand five hundred twenty-eight dollars if you're fifty-five and older. Again, this is average. Uh, make sure it's average. Yeah, this is average. Okay, so the average group. Yeah, average right there. All right, so the average is let's just say sixty thousand dollars. $75,000 pre-tax income when he hits 65 to 64. And then it drops significantly to 52,000 when he hits 65 to 74. And again, 75 and older. Now that might be uh, part of the hypothesis that your spending drops because your income is dropping, but maybe that income is dropping simply be because you're not taking money out of your 401k anymore. I mean, there are RMD required minimum distributions. Don't get me wrong, but maybe it's dropping simply because your expenditures are dropping so much. They just say, I just don't need that much. And you're going to leave more. I don't know the answer to that. Again, in my own anecdotal experiences, people, as they get older, spend less and allow their assets to accumulate because they don't have anything to spend it on. And they might give it away. Uh, they might just say, yeah, I'm just going to leave it to the church or I'll leave it to the kids or grandkids. But isn't that interesting? Now, uh, oh, I was going to show you something else too. Percent distribution. Watch this. Age 75 and older. This is why we always kill off the husband. 40% of the people age 75 and older were male, 60 were female. So we have 50 50 from 65 to 74, but then, you know, drastically men start dying off a heck of a lot quicker than women do. So you can see right there that women, this is geared towards you, my friends. You need to be watching the bottom line. If you're allowing your husband to control everything, you just got to say, I need to understand what's going on here because the likelihood, vast likelihood is that you're going to survive him. And if you don't have an understanding, you're going to be more, 
inclined maybe to be taken advantage of. And you can't have that. You just can't. You've got to take ownership of what is going on here. Uh, I don't care how you do it, but you've got to understand what's going on with your cash flow because you are going to survive your husband without question. And we got to make sure that if you do, now remember this is pre-tax income, by the way. And we got to make sure that if you do survive him, you don't get hammered with taxes. Like I talk about all the time, my widow's tax trap. Got to make sure you don't get uh, hammered by some scoreless guy or lady out there who's trying to take advantage of you. You got to know what's going on. So start today, understand what's going on with your finances. That way, when you survive your husband, and certainly you will, you'll have a pretty good knowledge of what's going on. Um, all right. So what did I, oh, I, I thought this was pretty interesting too. Age 75 and older, how many people are actually in that household? Well, 1.6. You got 2.5 for the average American family. And then start dropping as you get older, except for a little bit of a gap. Well, 2.2 and, and uh, 55, 1.9, 1.6. It's just people are dying off. That's what that is. Anyway, so I thought that was pretty interesting um, about the money being spent, where it's going, about the the catastrophe that's looming out there. If you don't have $208,000 of savings, you're going to go and eat cat food. Oh, I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying, come on, come on. Your housing is the biggest issue that you have. Pay off your debt, pay off your debt, pay off your debt. If you want to scroll some away specifically for healthcare, more power to you. But pay off your debt, pay off your debt, pay off your debt. Now, stay tuned because the next episode I'm going to show you here is a different article um, right here. And I just it'll be part. Uh, this will be the second part of a two part series about where the average income comes from, uh, from the average retiree. And I'm going to show you how it can. One of the easiest ways to increase your income is reduce your taxes. I'm going to show you what I'm going to show you here using, again, the tax foundation calculator that they have. I'll show you that here next time. So as always, thumbs up. Do you agree or disagree? I'm open. If you think. That And this is a big scenario here. If you think the reason the decline in uh, income is because people are forced to spend less because they're running out of money, well, tell me why you think that. I mean, I'm open. I'm open. I just don't think that's the case. If you think if you think otherwise or think what I think is that the reason the decline in income is people are getting older, they just don't want to do this much. Well, that's fine, too. Tell me why you think that's the case. I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on that because this is a big deal. It's one of the two sides are going to get the numbers wrong. If my side gets the numbers wrong, uh, we're going to be in a world of hurt simply because we're saying at the end of the day, the likelihood is that you're going to spend less as you age, which means you don't need as much in terms of savings today, which means you can focus on paying that debt off a whole lot quicker than having all this liquid net worth that ultimately won't get used. Now, that's my argument. I absolutely think that's the way to go. Now, if I'm wrong here, we need to have more liquid net worth, which means you need to start saving a whole lot more today and not paying off debt for sure. But I don't think that's going to be the case. But I'd like to hear your uh, thoughts if you have some. Thumbs up are always helpful. Don't forget to subscribe. And then, as always, hit the notification button uh, on the uh, when you hit subscribe with a little bell so you'll be notified of future content. And finally, um, go to Heritage Wealth Planning. I just put a new quiz out there. It's actually an updated of my retirement readiness quiz. I found a new program, which is awesome we can use to create these new uh, quizzes. And I love quizzes. I think they're very interesting and they're entertaining and they're informative well, as well. So uh, today's April 22nd, 2018. I just put the quiz out there yesterday. So go to Heritage Wealth Planning on the front page. You'll see that quiz and uh, give it a shot. And let me know what you think. All right. Thanks, folks. And then don't forget to watch the following episode here in just a second. Look forward to seeing you next time on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. See you.